Welcome Long to the radio. Welcome to the cricket show. To say something uh, and do the presentation. So I'm going to say something about myself first. That um, I was, was born in India, a... raised there quarter less than a quarter years, uh, and since then I'm here. I played an ancient you, game Justin. named Coco hockey. Yes. That's a floor hockey. And then cricket. Gary Wilkinson. And especially the cricket-loving public of the West Indies and India, sorrow for the events leading up to this development. The board of directors of the WICB today met to formally embark on the process of a carefully and systematic review of relevant events and have initially decided as follows. One, to establish a task force comprising critical stakeholders to review the premature end of the tour to India. The task force will meet with all parties, including WIPA and the players, before reporting its findings to the Board of Directors. Two, to request a meeting with the BCCI. Three, to schedule an urgent debriefing with the West Indies Team Management Unit. Four, to assure Cricket South Africa that it will use its best endeavors to ensure a successful tour of the South African continent as scheduled. The WICB is mindful of the related decisions of the BCCI Working Committee in light of the long-standing good relationship between WICB and BCCI, which goes back decades and has produced numerous mutual benefits. The WICB looks forward to meeting with the BCCI to discuss these decisions, which can have serious implications for West Indies cricket. WICB believes that a way can be found to repair the damage that has been caused and to ensure that similar events do not recur, with the focus being on the betterment of West Indies and world cricket. It closes by saying the WICB thanks all stakeholders, particularly the ICC, BCCI, their broadcasters and sponsors, for their patience and understanding in this matter, and looks forward to the continuation of a strong relationship between our boards. The WICB is committed to acting as expeditiously as the situation allows and will provide further information to the public as soon as is appropriate to do so. Mm-hmm. That's the release, not too long coming, about 6 o'clock or so, Andrew, from mm-hmm. uh, the, the West Indies Cricket Board as a result of today's emergency meeting. Mm-hmm. You would understand, Andrew, that there are indeed specifically relating um, to what the BCCI did today, which was to suspend all bilateral tours to the West Indies. And why the WICB would have treated that as the most urgent thing is simply because of this. When Dave Cameron became president, he was sure to say two things. The only way that West Indies cricket is assured of a profit is to have England and India tour the Caribbean. If you take India out of that equation, Andrew, then it's a waste of time talking about uh, making any profits for the WICB over the next four to five years. They must get India back in their corner. Mm-hmm. Now, now, we've had some serious uh, challenges, Barry, and of great interest to me would be WIPA. Uh, in your view, where did WIPA go wrong? I think WIPA went wrong, Andrew, from, by not uh, discussing the MOU CBA with the team members. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the, the, the biggest problem with this, this entire equation. Andrew, I, I spoke to a player earlier, mm-hmm. actually moments ago, right. without having to call any names. Let me just tell you what, what he has said to me. Right. He said, this could have been avoided if the president met with us in Dubai. We asked the president on October 12th to come to India to meet with us where we all were, but that did not materialize. Mm-hmm. 
is saying that the players feel very insecure about 2015 because no one knows who is getting a retainer contract. The particular player went on to say Pollard, and I guess he's referring to Karen Pollard, has not even been offered a contract for 2015. Really? So that is what uh, he wrote. That is what he said. And um, that's just the point of view of, of one of the players, a major one. Um, you, you look at the situation, Andrew, and you would have to say you can't just say it was where Weeper went wrong. You would have to say it was where all parties went wrong. Right, I think right. Each party made critical uh, mistakes and lapse in judgment. Mm-hmm. Look at Weeper. I just explained what was their lapse in judgment. You look at the WICB, their lapse in judgment would have been saying to the players, listen, let's play this tour and go back to the old arrangement. When it's finished, we'll make uh, a new arrangement, and then we'll go to South Africa. That might have solved everything. Uh, that's what the players initially had asked for. To look, we are not happy with what WIPA has done on our behalf. So therefore, we're asking that we go back to the drawing board after this tour, and we'll play. The mm-hmm. WICB seemingly did not go that route, and that was one of the, the big uh, problems. Now, the players, the players, their biggest error, in my opinion, is coming home. Because when they've done that, they've surrendered uh, what I consider to be uh, decades and decades of harmonious relationships and indeed uh, catastrophic um, uh, stuff for people, not only themselves, but for everyone involved in West Indies cricket, all the stakeholders. So I think those are the three main uh, areas of fault that the players, the WICB and the WIPA, uh, did not take into into consideration. Mm. Of interest, Barry... um I, I, I really look at the situation in relation to the player. Did you get the, the feeling that there were some assurances that uh, nothing would go wrong as far as the IPL and their contracts concerned? Yes, that would have been yes a, Andrew. I think uh, that's I can, important. I can, I can tell you that the players would have uh, had some serious words with the uh, IPL committee, with the BCCI, mm-hmm. and even if they were not given written assurances, they were given some assurances that whatever decision was made right. would not affect their IPL contracts going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, that also, too, might be one of the reasons mm-hmm. that the players might have perhaps even made the decision that they did in the end. Ooh. Um, what, what, I say that to say, Andrew, that we were talking a, a couple of weeks ago, remember when this whole story broke, and we were saying that they will always play in India because we know that uh, the IPL contracts are, are perhaps are, are the, the focal point of what is going right. on. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying to you now, that two weeks later, and they decided to come home, they must have received some kind of assurances that they will not be victimized any right. by their, their respective franchises. Mm-hmm. And, and that came clear today. I mean, that was said today by the BCCI. So I'm only, I'm only gesticulating based on what the BCCI has done in the end, mm-hmm. which is to say that the players, Bravo and company, will not have any effect on the IPL contract. Mm. And, and just before you again, just to recap uh, some of the concerns, you said that uh, you, you spoke to a player who, of course, should remain nameless. And, and what did he say again? That, that's got me very interested. Uh, he said that they asked the president, Mr. Cameron, who was in Dubai on October 12th, right. they had asked him to come to meet with them in India, mm-hmm. but that request uh, was, was not formalized. It was not um, approved, mm. and that did not happen. Um, I, I, can, I can tell you a couple of other things that was said, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm getting the call as I, as I say that. Mm-hmm. Just about no, are, you, are you getting the call from that particular player? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not. Right. Uh, it, it said that, they, that the president, mm-hmm. um, that the players did not want to have to call 
the tour off or the players did not want to particularly come back home. Right. But he is saying that they were not hearing anything from Weeper, uh, just uh, letters which were very formal. Well, they wanted perhaps to engage in some uh, more assurances and, and better discussion. And they, did, they didn't feel that their uh, correspondence or their lack thereof from mm-hmm. Weeper was what they were willing to hear at that particular stage, especially about such a crucial matter. Now, don't forget, Andrew, this matter essentially is not about the players taking a cut. The matter is about the cut the players took. Mm -hmm. In other words, the players did on February 1st at that meeting, the players did say they did not have a problem with what Waver Hines was putting on the table, which was to uh, keep uh, a portion of that money that comes in from their daily intellectual property rights. Right. They did not have a problem with that because it was going to benefit the rest of the players in Reaper and West Indies cricket. But what they didn't expect was the chunk, was the whole cake rather than a slice. Mm. And, and, and in the end, uh, they were only notified of that when they received the contracts after the fact in India. Which but I think, Andrew... Is it, is it true, though, Barry, that the players went to India without a contract? Is that true? Is that, that is my understanding. Say that again. You're saying the players left these shores started to play cricket in India without a contract? That, that is my understanding, Ooh, Andrew. But that shouldn't um, be, should it be? Well, well, you know, you have to look at a couple of things there. You know, you say A, you must say B. Right. Uh, some of the players would have been there long before the tour uh, was undertaken because they would have been playing for their respective franchises. Right. So none of the players, uh, these players have not been in a group together collectively for right. quite some time. Mm. And, and, and I want to be fair to all parties concerned. Um, you have to be fair, one, to the WICB, who would have uh, negotiated uh, that WIPA uh, contract very late, and they would also negotiate this tour late. This tour, Andrew, mm-hmm. as you know, uh, was not known to, to be happening earlier right. this year. Mm-hmm. So this tour with India, with, with three tests, five one days and a T20, um, was not particularly known mm-hmm. going around because we all know they were going to South Africa. Mm-hmm. It is true that t- enough time was given, right. but I'm not sure that the WIPA and WICB mm-hmm. uh, would have signed off early enough for everyone to get a contract uh, before the Champions League, which is what a number of the players are left. I'm not saying that they should not have gotten the contract, but I think mm-hmm. they should have, mm-hmm. but I'm just being fair to all parties concerned. My final question to you, does Bravo have any kind of contract with the West East Cricket Board? Dwayne Bravo? Mm-hmm. Well, he's the captain. He must. Are, are you sure? Well, Andrew, I'll be very surprised if Dwayne Bravo, captain of the West Indies team, mm. does not have some kind of contract with the West Indies mm. board. It okay. would be a massive shock to me. Do your investigations, Ms. Do your investigations, Mr. Wilkinson. <laughs> I want to thank you very much for coming through and sharing the press release and some very vital information by Wilkinson of the Line and Length Network. From the past, Barry Wilkinson talking the West Indies crisis. You remember that aborted tour in India. Just playing some music to wait until we join Mason and guests over in Barbados, bringing that wonderful program each and every Tuesday evening. We hope you can be with us. And in the meantime, we're just doing some fillers until we get to meet a bit. Let's get over to Vernon Springer. All right, hold your thoughts, gentlemen, because we have a special guest coming all the way from Antigua via St. Kitts and goes by the super name of Mr. Vernon Springer. Good evening to you, Vernon, and how are you, sir? Good evening to you, Leon, and good evening to your listeners and the folks in the diaspora. I'm um, listening to your program. Happy New Year to you, my brother, even though it's the 
last yes, day of January. Um, you know, we still have to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. I miss calling you guys sometimes, but um, sometimes I have some work to do. But it's a pleasure to be on. We have quite a bit of very interesting guest uh, panelists on. So forgive me if they ask you too many hard questions, but I know you can answer them. Firstly, how are preparation going for the upcoming Super 50 in Antigua? I know you're based in Antigua, am I correct? Yes, I'm based in Antigua. And let me just take some time out to um, salute the government of Antigua, Barbuda, along with Cricket West Indies and the Leeward Islands Cricket Board and the local board, the Antigua Barbuda Cricket Association, along with the Ministry of Sports, um, for making cricket possible for 2021. Um, you know, this journey would have started in 2020 in preparations and gearing up for, you know, the start of, of this championship. Um, and I have to say kudos to the government of Antigua, Barbuda, because had the government of Antigua not given the blessing to the Super 50 tournament, then the tournament itself could have been in jeopardy um, based on the upsurge of cases in Barbados and some of the other, you know, the logistics just would have been a lot more harder. But you would know that the government of Antigua and Barbuda would have invested heavily in West Indies cricket and has done that for, you could say, maybe the past 20, 25 years, religiously. And their latest investment would have been um, the acquisition of the Coolidge Ground along with Cricket West Indies to set up the High Performance Centre. So it was almost like a no-brainer when the CEO, Johnny Graves, um, Kumaradne, the president of the Antigua Barbuda Cricket Association, and myself, um, made a visit to the cabinet um, to kind of make a, a pitch in terms of having cricket restart back in Antigua and Barbuda. And so, you know, here we are today. Um, you'd realize that, you know, Cricket West Indies had their women's training camp under the new head coach, Courtney Walsh, um, Robert Samuels, the batting coach, Curry Collimore. Um, so that went down well. Um, they had a game on Friday, their last um, practice game. So all in all, that was good for Leewards because we were able to get an opportunity to see Tronisha Brittany Hector um, back into the fold of, of Cricket West Indies women's duty. So she had an opportunity. She was invited back and she would have impressed. And so we're just hoping now that, you know, when the next training camp comes up, which I think will be in April, um, because the regional, this regional tournament is expected to be in Guyana in March, once everything goes all right, you know, that she too will be able to, you know, land back a, a, another contract. And then, you know, the Hurricanes, who originally would have been based in St. Kitts and Nevis, um, they have now provisionally moved to Antigua Barbuda, one in preparation for the CG Super 50, and then right after that is the further competition with a month break, then they get ready for the regional photo competition, which will be one round, um, which will be played in Barbados and in Trinidad and Tobago. So all in all, um, local cricket is also taking place. The Antigua Barbuda Cricket Association had a successful hosting of a 10-10 competition, and now they have 10 teams competing in a Super 40 um, competition, which takes place on Saturday and Sundays. So to date, I can give you uh, an analysis. There have okay. been maybe five centuries scored and mm -hmm. maybe well over about 20 odd half centuries. Um, the original plan was that the Leeward Island Hurricane players would have been playing with the respective clubs in Antigua and Barbuda, but the Ministry of Health um, placed the Leeward Island Hurricane players in a bubble. So the Leeward Island Hurricane players have been in a bubble since January. 
And so all the teams that are coming in for the Super 50, and teams have already started to arrive um, today, will be in a, in a, in a bubble setting um, for the cricket rest of the Super 50. Brennan, you are involved with a very comprehensive sports show with um, Vernon Edwards Jr. Could you give them, my panelists, a little update uh, information about our show so they too can listen in the mornings? For me, um, moving from St. Kitts and coming to Antigua and Barbuda, it gave me an opportunity. You know, I was approached by the, the manager at the Point FM, um, one Shelton Daniel, who asked me if I would like to be part of a, a, a sports program. I thought it was an opportunity to be able to promote Little Islands cricket and West Indies cricket. And so um, I started this journey um, 2020, January. Um, on the program with Reverend Nicholas Edwards. Um, a little tentative um, at first because, you know, you're coming into somebody's space. But um, I, I think, you know, one knows their worth. And coming from my network, which is, you know, broad enough, having, you know, working for Sportsmax, working for AP, um, originally had my own program in, in St. Kitts and Nevis on, on Winifred 98.9 Razor, where I really would have established myself on the Clive Backus and get into Antigua. I started got a little bit comfortable and he gave me the opportunity to really like produce the show. And originally I would have like listened um to Jojo and Nita Baptist on the Observer Radio. And I decided I I just wanted to have a, a different structure. And so Veron has given me that opportunity to be able to go a little bit more wider. And I would I can I can say to you that, you know, it's been really appealing um for us in terms of the, the sports that we cover, because we just don't only cover cricket and football. I mean, we cover almost all of the sports that are in Antigua and Barbuda. We have since, we haven't heard from you in a little while, but we have since designed yeah. a, a program on on Fridays where we, we, we have soccer talk. So we have Kevin McIntosh, who is our analyst, and he really knows a lot of football. So we just talk football, local football, CONCACAF, English Premier League, mainly, mainly the English Premier League because there are a lot of people in Antigua and Barbuda and the wider part of the Caribbean who follow um, the EPL. Um, so that's really mainly the discussion. Then on Thursdays, we have more or less a, a mental health movement um, segment where we have a counsellor because of what is going on in Antigua and Barbuda yes. with all the COVID. Um, we thought Vernon, that it was important on the Thursday to speak to a number of the NGOs. Yes. So we speak Bain to Rotary, we speak to Lions, we speak to the Blind, we speak well, I think we want to welcome our new sponsors, ESFP White Rum, the best shot of the day. And, of course, we uh, also want to thank uh, our friends from before. And uh, it really was a, a pleasure. And we're looking forward to a very uh, good association. Quite appropriately, the best shot of the day. And the thing about it is that we didn't get shots, really, from the West Indies side in the two test matches that were played recently. And the question they were asking from Kingston, Jamaica to Bridgetown, Barbados, where do we go from here? Well, well, well. Well, tonight on the show, we've got the director of cricket, uh, Jimmy Adams, who's already online, and he'll be talking to us. We also hope to get some reaction from Derek Murray, the legendary keeper, and Richard Pop Edwards should make a very interesting contribution in terms of the techniques. And we also want to talk to Philo Wallace, and uh, we hope to talk to regional journalist Mike King as well. And we also want to hear from Cricket West Indies. So a lot to chew on this evening, but we're going to get right into it. 
Uh, I'm Andrew Mason. Good evening to you. And of course, Dr. Andrew Ford is my co-host. We've got on Zoom already Jimmy Adams, a very busy man. So we're not going to take up any more of his time. Good evening to you, Jimmy. How are you? Hi, Andrew. How are you doing? Good evening. Good evening, Doc. Good evening, Jimmy. I'm Andrew. and the listeners. All right. Okay. Well, Jimmy, without any further ado, um, how disappointed are you, you in relation to the defeat? Um, I share the disappointment, I think, that's generally felt across the region, Joe. Um, I think, I guess maybe because I have a, a bit of a bias being a, a, a former batsman myself, I think it's not so much just losing, but I think what was disappointing for me is, is really not, not seeing a, a batting unit fire song um, to fall below 200 in, in four consecutive innings, I think, was, was not what we wanted to see. Um, so hopefully we can get something of a bounce back when we resume test cricket against Pakistan later in the summer. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is responsible for this, though, Jimmy? I mean, uh, you, you made the point, um, four innings. Uh, on, well, I mean, you had a situation where your side bowled up in 97, and in fact, uh, didn't get 175 in any of the innings. What, what do you think is responsible for this? Uh, I don't think it's any one reason, and I think... Um, there could be reasons that are closer to home, as in sort of more uh, short permits, which I would rather the, 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 the head coach to be so desired to speak to. Um, I do think, however, when I look at the conditions um, and the quality of the, 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 the fast bowling attack from South Africa, um, and I look at our regional cricket in terms of pitches, in terms of um, regional attacks, and this is not a couple. Uh, I keep saying on the show, I don't know why I reserve this statement for this show. I'm, I'm not making an excuse for cricketers, but I do think there's an urgent need to um, to start making sure that we have consistently hard two wickets and, mm-hmm. and to start encouraging uh, franchises to deliver. Uh, to come in starting from you took it right up to, to, to see if we can get uh, the sort of international attack that we like to face from, from the top three, four, five teams in the world, um, proper seam bowling, um, good fast bowlers, and hard through wickets. Uh, I think we've had, and this is not a recent thing, I, I go back to just before I left first class cricket in the Caribbean, the wickets had started to almost dumb down right across the region. I remember playing uh, four-day games in Barbados, and even on the first day in Barbados, it was, it was very sort of batting friendly to the point of being almost slow. Mm. And I'm not sure this is good preparation for, 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 for when we run into teams that have the, the bowling attacks that India, South Africa, Australia have, even England, to be honest. So that, that is sort of a big picture issue. Um, I think there are, there are issues that would be sort of closer to home, um, maybe in terms of technique, I guess, but that is, that is not sort of my remit. I, I will leave that to the, the experts to, to comment on that. But I still think that even the players themselves would be a bit disappointed in, in the showing over those four innings. Mm-hmm. Just before Doc comes in, um, the pitches in St. Lucia, were you happy with the pitches that we had for the two test matches? I, th- I, think, it, it, I think the first test wicket was, was a little bit generous um, mm-hmm. towards seam bowling, in it, certainly in the first two days. Um, but uh, I, I, I balance that by saying that every now and again at, at, at international or first class level, you're liable to run into wickets like that. So it's, it's not beyond the realm of possibility 
to, to, to get pitches like that um, and therefore uh, part of your preparation going however far back you want to go has to be with an eye towards wickets like that. You'd, you'd, you'd practice on underprepared wickets if you're going to the subcontinent. So it's, it, 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 it was generous to team bowling, but it, it's not a critique. You know, it, it, it was generous right throughout the test, to be honest. I, I, you know, I sat down watching the first day and I thought to myself, if I had to bat Ambrose and Walsh or Gillespie and McGrath mm. on that, um, it might have been interesting. Mm. And what about the, what about the second um, pitch um, in terms of the second test, the pitch you used in the second test? Is that okay? Uh, good carry. Good carry. Good carry. If, you, if, you, if you nick it, it's going to carry, you know. But I, I don't know how many wickets. With, with that sort of carry, we, we have in the Caribbean on a, mm. on a year by year basis. As, again, it's, it's not a couple, it's just something that, um, you know, when, when we talk about getting wicked up to a certain level, um, I think this is something that we, we, we need to keep in front of us consistently mm. because a lot of wickets around the, the world have more carry. I'm not talking about whatever assistance it might have for team. I'm not talking about the amount of carry and, and, and bounce that you get. Um, tend to be a little bit more bounce than the ones that we produce here on a, on a consistent basis. Mm. But I still, I still, I, again, you know, four innings and, and you're not getting to 200. No. Uh, I'm not blaming Wicked for that, Andrew. I think, mm. I think, no. no. Mm -hmm. As a bat, and, and I think the batsmen themselves would be, would be disappointed in their own performance. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, good afternoon again, uh, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that maybe we shouldn't be overly surprised from if we consider recent empirical evidence uh, beating the number nine in home, at home Bangladesh, but mm -hmm. the number eight uh, team comes with a few people missing at home and we weren't able to defeat them. They they had us in trouble one match and we were in the, the ascendancy the other match. So, so that empirical evidence suggested that we, we were somewhere closer to the number eight. So South Africa beating us maybe uh, was expected. Is that a reasonable or should we be disappointed? I think a bit of both, Doc. I think South Africa would have come here as favorite. Uh, I don't think there'll be anybody arguing that, um, either looking at, uh, on paper or, or just you know recent results. But that said, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, that home advantage does count for something. And, you know, funny things happen when you play at home, you know, uh, uh, just going back over the years, not, not just here in the Caribbean, but playing other teams in their home. People get inspired at home. People, people sometimes push hard at home. And, and you, you, you're really looking for, uh, you know, when you have to dig in back against the wall, it's, it's easier to do at home because usually you have that, that inspiration. Um, so while I would say South Africa would have started favorite, I, I, I still, yeah, I, I, I still am disappointed in, in the result. I, it, and it doesn't matter who would beat us here two 0 even if the number one team, India or Australia, uh, had the same result. Um, and losing, losing in that manner, uh, I, I, to, to, to qualify the statement. Uh, I, 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 I know guys are trying, but you just you'd have wanted to see a little bit more fight from the from the batting unit generally. Um, without getting into specifics, it, you know. Uh, talking, know about, your question. talking about home advantage, at mm -hmm. the end of the previous two year two year cycle, uh, England came and on similar wickets 
with a team that is the core of this team. Maybe we have another, a different opener. We have a different wicketkeeper. Gabriel mm-hmm. only played one match and Steele's played another. But the same core, the same batting core uh, of four batsmen and, and, you know, Jason Holder performs so much better on mm-hmm. wickets similar type. But we come two years later, and if we accept that this is the best uh, group that we have as a batting unit, does this performance that we have now say that we regret as a batting team from two years ago? Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I, I'd have to look at a lot of sort of empirical evidence before I, I, I stick my neck that oh, that far. Um, if I go back a couple of years ago when England came out, um, we bowled them out for, for low total in the first innings, and then we had a, a really good innings from, from Jason, and I think Shane Dowrich made 100, which was a partnership that, that built our, our lead in that test match in Australia. And then we, we won in Antigua the next test match, and then lost in, I think it could have been, was it Grenada or St. Lucia where the last test was played? Yeah. But I remember in that last test, and, and even in the test match in Antigua, where the wickets offered a bit more bounce, and, and England played a more fast bowling centric attack in those two test matches than they did in the first test in Barbados, where, if my memory serves me correctly, they had a, a world-class fast bowler with over 400 test wickets being dropped for the first test um, yeah. in favour of a, of a, of a left-arm swing bowler. And I think the question, if I go back to New Zealand, maybe four years ago, four years, mm-hmm. 2017, late 2017, again, the issue of how, how, how are we coping year in, year out, again, attacks that are prepared to run at us and, and bowl, uh, concentrate and attack at times between waist and head. And I, I think there are times when you, you could ask whether in that particular area, are we improving? Are we seeing players who year in, year out are getting better in those scenarios or, or, or are they not progressing as fast as we'd want them to do? And I think that is, that is a, certainly a, a question that I would throw. Um, but in terms of whether the overall unit has regressed, uh, I'd leave that up to people who are, I'd have to crunch numbers um, before daring to answer a question like that because there are so many permutations and variables. But, but from a coaching and from a cricket development standpoint, knowing the weaknesses of the of our test squad and realizing our batting failures on faster wickets and bouncier wickets, and considering that we have the same core of people coming through the last three or four years, do, do you think that maybe our preparation needs to be tweaked because... Um, I'm not a coach, but I do know you can use shorter distances to bowl. You can prepare yourself for, for balls between the, the chest and the head or, you know, mm-hmm. those good areas. But our methods don't seem to be adapting. There, there's no clear – the batsmen don't seem to have a, a clear way of approaching it, what to leave, mm-hmm. what to play, if they're going to weave, bob and weave, or are they going to – play the attacking foot shock or, or pull shot. There, there's a muddled uh, presentation of the West Indian batsman over a, over three plus years, even though we've seen all those things. So do we have a preparation problem? Because I don't think the, the players could be so dense that they would 
be so bad over such a long period? Well, again, I don't know if there's any one clear-cut answer there in terms of, of what has happened over an extended period of time. Um, I, I could thought a few ideas in that. Is it, is it a case where leading into a test series, we, we, we aren't preparing well enough um, mentally and, and technically? Is it when players have their own downtime that they're not targeting key areas that are critical, that, that if, 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 you, if you get up to a, a level up and you, you get exposed, um, then very quickly you, you have to, uh, you, basically, let me put this way, any, any successful player at, at international level or at the elite level who stays there for any period of time would have spent all of that time doing remedial work because as it, the cycle never ends. You, you get exposed, you cover that gap. When you think you have that gap covered, you get exposed somewhere else. And, and you talk to any of them, the Laras, the Ricky Pontings, the, the Sachins, they'll, they'll confirm that they spent all their career basically doing remedial work. As soon as they felt there was a sink in the armor, they went straight at it. And I think this is, this is a mindset, and, and I would throw it out for, 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 for consideration. Do we have that mindset amongst our quote-unquote elite players in the Caribbean? And when I say elite, I'm not talking about just international, I'm talking about first-class cricketers as well. Are they, are, are they attacking themselves hard enough? And, and not just batsmen, bowlers, sealers, wicketkeepers, such that the one thing you can guarantee at international level now in this day and age is that much quicker than in my time, you will know where your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. You will know. And, 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 and if, you, if, you, if you are deaf and blind, then you might not know, but the rest of the world right. will know. So there's no getting away from it. It doesn't take two years of Brian Lara scoring runs internationally for the rest of the world to know where they want to bowl at Brian Lara. Nothing this year needs. Right. So that information mm -hmm. is there. And I, I, would, I would venture to say that even at regional level now, with all the regional games being available to Every player in the Caribbean, every coach, you can dissect it, cut and dice it any which way you want. You will know as a player where you need to work on because every other team that you're playing against is discussing you in these terms. And therefore, it is, in one sense, it is easier because the information is there. But the key question, the critical question is, am I as a player embracing that? Am I taking ownership of that such that as soon as I get the spare time, I am attacking myself. I am getting at my weaknesses because mm -hmm. I know the opposition have it. And if I don't deal with it, then it's just a case of as soon as I go up there, these bowlers aren't guessing about where they're going to put the ball. They can shut one eye and put the ball there as Ambrose and Waltz and, and Marshall and them would have done in years gone by. So I, the, the question I'm asking is, are we seeing a case where guys are too old and, 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 and have, you know, the, 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 the wiring just prevents it from happening and, the, and they're trying and, and it's just, the wiring just isn't happening because mm -hmm. of age or is it a case of, mm -hmm. are they really attacking themselves as hard as they need to? Because it's a, it's, it's, there's, there's, it's a dog eat dog world up there. You, 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 you cannot go up there and, and think that people are going to forget, not know, bypass, duck and dive, it doesn't work like that. So these are some of the questions. Um, I think probably those closer to the group might be asking those questions, um, but certainly from a distance, I'd be thinking to myself, you know, if I go back to New Zealand four years ago, um, and ever so often when you see uh, a certain type of bowling, maybe a certain type of wicket, we're seeing the same response. 
is it that we're not attacking these issues as as mm -hmm. clinically and as ruthlessly as we need to because the opposition are going to be ruthless on us and maybe sometimes we need to be that much more ruthless to ourselves first mm -hmm. in preparation for that so these well, are some of the questions i would throw out we've been joined by our former west indies wicket keeper derek murray uh, who is uh, very much in zoom with us uh, good evening to you derek how are you derek again the more setup i think he's with us derek, derek? okay <laughs> he's gone. But, but, I, I, I just saw him just now. Derek doesn't seem to be responding. Uh, we have two teams visiting in a short, short turnaround time. Uh, what yes. can we do that can can affect the difference in this short time? Um, I, I don't think there's there's, there's any getting around. Um, there is a bit of a balance in that you, you you want to keep people in as positive a mindset as possible, but at the same token, I think. Hmm. People who, who spend a lifetime preparing teams know that you have to find that balance because what you want is to ensure that if in a month's time Pakistan are coming with a similar game plan, that we have had some concentrated period of maybe not fully, but even taking steps towards getting players confident of being able to make better decisions in the face of that kind of bowling. Uh, it would be no different from... Mushtaka Ahmed bowling out the West Indies and you're going to come up against Shane Wan. You, you, you don't go and just bat half volleys for the next month. You, mm -hmm. you have to get yourself in a situation where you're batting a spinning ball. Mm -hmm. With a coach encouraging you and, and, and trying to get it to a point where you might not be a Brian Lara to spin, but you certainly feel as if you're better equipped if you run into that situation again. So we have a bit of time between the two test series and, and I'd, I'd be thinking that that would be the approach now. Just, um, just, just before you go, Jimmy, because I know your your time is limited. Uh, let's let's bring in Derek Murray now, the former West Indies wicketkeeper. Good evening to you, Derek. How are you? All right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we we seen him on Zoom, but uh, seems as if uh, he's not connected. Audio. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yes, Derek. Are you hearing us? Turn the audio. Uh, turn the audio on, uh, Derek. All right. Come off, come off mute, Uncle Derek. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hello. Good. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Good afternoon, afternoon, Jimmy. I saw you gesticulating, but I'm not you, you, so you, you know, I talk, you know, I talk with my hands. I talk with my hands a lot, Uncle Derek. You know, how it's but I'm not, I'm not so good at sign language, so you have to see over everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Derek Murray is with us. Yes, okay, good. Um, um, Derek, um, evening everybody, evening, yeah. Yeah, now first question, I mean, I asked Jimmy this, how disappointed are you? West Indies not showing up against South Africa in the test matches in St. Lucia. Very disappointed, but I think uh, my disappointment goes not with the, the playing of the game. That wasn't um, particularly um, pleasing to the West Indian. But I am more concerned, uh, Andrew, and I guess it's, um, it goes be beyond that. I mean, I, I look at the, the coaching um, squad and I think I wonder um, how much confidence they inspire in the players when things are not going right. I look before at the selectors and I think, well, I'm not 
sure if they are the right people in the right place at the right time. But I look beyond that and I see a lack of process mm. in West Indies cricket. And this is not from the week before the South African series. This is going back, back. We talk about the abundance of talent we have, etc. all these wonderful things that are uh, attributes of West Indies cricket. But it's not coming to the fore. And it goes back into some of the things that we do, the board decisions, the board itself, how does that function, what is happening, where are the um, four-day cricket opportunities for players to develop. I mean, the best of the best is, is a nice game to have, but that's a little internal practice match. That's not getting anybody ready for competitive 4D cricket, far less 5D cricket. And, and you go back, and, and this is going way back. So, you know, coronavirus is with us for a year and a half now. We can't keep saying that it's a bubble here, a bubble there. Um, we make allowances for the bubbles when we have to, but we get things done, all of us, not just in cricket in whatever field you're in. Um, so I, I think a lot of our conversation now not to be, it, it's not so much who played a bad shot and who didn't pick this player and why isn't this one in the team, but where is West Indies cricket going? Mm. And you start, for me, you have to start in the boardroom, and I'm using the term board advisedly, because the people who sit at the moment are representatives of the board. They, they know board members selected because of particular expertise or merit or anything. They're there because they're the president of this board or that board, and, and they attend a meeting and they, you know, go through performance. But we are not transforming our talent. And you see that talent at 13, 14, year in, year out. And you see those players at 20, 21, and they're bigger versions of what they were at, at 13 and 14. So I'm not seeing that we are putting anything into place. And I put that squarely in the process that is the administration of West Indies cricket. And that is going nowhere in this day and age. So until we start making uh, gestures even to get those things right, we are going to end up with the same thing. Say, boy, you know, so-and-so has so much talent. We don't know what, oh, look at the talent. Da, da, da. But it comes to, to the thing, we have a South African team that came down here with three or four people making their debuts. Mm -hmm. And those fellas played a hundred first-class matches before they could make their debut. How long it would take for a West Indian to play for any four-day cricket? You know, so again, something is radically wrong. And until we can really face up, and a lot of us, talk in the media, we talk wherever we get the opportunity to talk. But when the chips are down, it's so easy to pick on a player who played a bad shot or, or didn't move his backwards or whatever. But the fault is in our system 
which we continue to condone. And we could talk about all the reports in the world that, that we have and had and should be doing this and should be doing that. But until we face that, until we, with the voice to be able to speak and so speak out and tell people who um, supposedly run territorial cricket or whatever they, they run, that this is not good enough. They need to take a look in the mirror and they need to make some decisions which may well exclude them from the conversation. But the time has come when we cannot just carry on with West Indies cricket and think, oh man, he's a good fella. Yeah, you know, we're going to vote him in next day or next, whatever, whatever. So I would like to, to change the perspective of the conversation from what happened or didn't happen on the field because that's only going to repeat itself as we face um, stronger and stronger opposition going down. Mm -hmm. While we are here carrying out a post-mortem, the two best teams in the world, England and India, are playing in a test match tournament, champion of the world. When is West Indies going to get into that um, competition again? That is what we need to face, and it needs to start with what, who is on top, who is running West Indies cricket. We need to start addressing those processes and not looking for any scapegoat or any person to blame for anything. Our process is wrong. Those who can change it have to change it sooner rather than later. Jimmy, I, I want to come back to you now. Um, any positives coming out of the two test matches? Well, uh, as young Jaden Seals bowling for, for, for a man who's 20 years old, uh, mm -hmm. Picking up in his first couple of test matches, it, it was it was great to watch mm -hmm. um, Andrew. Um, mm -hmm. Just he is a talented kid, yes. Um, not a bad physical specimen, you know. He's, he's a strong lad for his age, mm -hmm. but to see the consistency, uh, I think that's the word that came to mind while I was watching him um, go through the two test matches. To 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 have a mindset that would, I, I know the pitch was helpful, yes, but he didn't get carried away and the, the, just the discipline and the consistency was, was, if you had told me that I was watching a veteran of 30, 35 test matches mm -hmm. and I didn't know him, I would have believed it. And, and that, that for me was, was a real standout in, in the two test matches, mm -hmm. watching that young man mm -hmm. come into international cricket at that level. Mm -hmm. Talking about fast bowling, we, we saw Shannon Gabriel going off the field on several occasions. Does that concern you, Jimmy? It does. It does. Um, he, he, he's been having niggles of late. And, um, you know, mm. any fast bowler, well, at any age, to be honest, it's not really an age thing. I just think that, that you know, when, when you're seeing that, it, 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 is, it is a concern. I know it is a concern to, to, to both Shannon himself because it frustrates him even more than it frustrates us. But, um, Hopefully between himself and, and the trainers and, and the doctors and the medical staff, they can, they can get that right um, sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's no doubting that a, a fiction and Gabriel really makes a difference for us. Mm -hmm. um, just, just before we come back to you, uh, um, Derek, um, the absence of the batting coach, you think that had anything to do with it? I mean, where, where's your coach? He, he couldn't make it. You mean? Yeah, he, he got stuck in India. Um, mm -hmm. We, we, we couldn't get him out, but I tell you, this getting getting people out of India at this time is, mm. is proving to be a challenge. We managed eventually, 
but um not of his doing um he he he, he went home to, to see his family and then they shut him down and it was it was hard work but we had cover we we, we had um we had andre coley covering the batsmen during his absence so we had cover down there and no i don't i don't i don't think him not being there would have would have been a, a contributing factor to the scores i mean the the, the batting unit is mm -hmm. From what I hear, they have their their preparation ethos almost well oiled and well greased going into test series now. Mm -hmm. um, and while it wasn't ideal, I, I don't use that as an excuse. Mm -hmm. um, um, quickly, uh, when is he due back? Is he is he is he with the team now? Is he in? Uh, he is back. He's oh, he's in Grenada now. Yes. Okay, fine, wonderful. Um, uh, Derek, the, the batting techniques. You, you must be very concerned. In fact. Only today I was talking to a good friend of mine. He says that we don't hook uh, a cut or pull anymore. We had, you know, Brathwaite, you know, Hope, Paul Mears, Holder, the Silver, Blackwood. You know, when you look at the, the stats, not looking good at all. The batting uh, techniques have come under scrutiny, Derek. Uh, what can we do to improve those and, techniques? And so it, it, so, yeah, so, so it should. Um, and, and we talk about consistency, but when you see teams getting bowled out for... 
I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I think we need to look behind those things and really start looking and see what is the West Indies putting in place to take our talent from what we know it to be mm-hmm. prolific, enthusiastic, um, good specimens of, of athletes, fine figures of fellas, and then put them into a situation where you don't know if they can play from one test match to the other. You don't know if they're going to play uh, as well as they could. And we have the guys just talking about executing plans and they do this and, and let's take the positives from this game and, and whatnot. And we take the positives and we go back and we become second again. And that is not the West Indian way. That is definitely not the West Indian way. And as I say, people need to look at themselves in the mirror and start saying, hang on, how can we turn out a team like that? Because every time we turn out a team, there are three, four, five players that we say, well, they should have been in, they could have been in, they might have been in, they're tired, they need a break, we need to rotate. We need to have a system that gets our best 11 players on the field every time we go out to represent the West Indies in any kind of, of tournament. And until we have that system in place, we're not doing it. And where we have people on the fringe, how are they, how, how is a, a, a Bravo mm. going to come into the team? How is a Hetmeyer going to come into the team? Are they going to play four-day cricket? What are they going to do? Is Jaden Seals going to get a four-day match before he plays another test match? All those things are so important to a player's confidence. His need for him to go into a, a four-day game and try to do this, try to set different fields, try to attack lesser batsmen in lesser ways, in different ways, sorry. You can't just play one test match and then go and play the next test match and, and play the next test match and, and everything is going to be fine. Everybody needs some other kind of forms of, of cricket to play. We need to get them competitive. 1960s, there used to be cricket. North Trinidad versus South Trinidad. That was a first-class game. PCA versus PCL. That was a first-class game. So if we're talking about bubbles and you can't get up, where are the two teams that can play a first-class match with some competitive edge in between our test match and international fixtures? Players can't just go from one international to the next. I don't care who you are. And we need to be able to understand that and get that into our system so that we can churn out Mm-hmm. competitive teams on a consistent basis. All right. Um, stay with us, Derek. I know that uh, Jimmy, you ought to go soon. Just stay with us for another five minutes or so. Let's pause for business calls. When we come back, I know that Dr. Ford has got some questions uh, for you, uh, Derek, and for James Clive Adams. But of course, uh, Mason and Guest is brought in association with a very good friend at ESFU White Rum, the best shot of the day. Yes, you're listening to Mason and Guest. We are privileged to carry it each and every Tuesday. Hope you can join us on Saturday 
and 9 to 12 for entertainment show and on Sundays from 6 until 9 p.m. Let's go back to Mason and Guest. All right, this is Mason and Guest. I'm Andrew Mason, along with course, Dr. Andrew Ford. Uh, we are talking to Director of Cricket, James Clive Adams, and former West Indies wicketkeeper Derek Murray. Let's go to co-host Dr. Ford. Doctor? Okay, I have a question for, for both of you gentlemen, but I must preface it with the fact that our, our last two potentially great batsmen, uh, Lara and Shanda Paul, debuted in 1994, and our last two really decent batsmen, Gail and Starwan, debuted in 2000. Since then, we had Darren Bravo for a while, but he's regressed significantly. So we're talking about essentially a 20-year period of, of not being able to produce uh, world-class batsman. Um, I hear Derek with his, uh, you know, structural uh, concerns, and, and I hear uh, Jimmy with the preparation and that sort of thing. But, I mean, the world's a lot different from when, when Derek played cricket. Uh, these players get to see the best players in the world in test cricket, in T20 cricket, in franchise cricket. They encounter different coaching staff, uh, they go to the, sometimes to, to county cricket and play for a few weeks, so they are exposed to so many different inputs from so many different people, and also they can learn vicariously from watching great players that, that beat us to a pulp uh, decade after decade. So it's the problem since we've had a 20-year uh, drought that our players are unable to adapt. Is it an educational problem? Is it a social problem? Because I believe they're exposed to enough variety and information that they should be able to, to perform better. What's your take on that, Jimmy? Your, your, your mic is off, Jimmy. Sorry, I, I said, I, I think I'm going to sound like a broken record because I, I think I've fronted this question on, on, on this program before. And one of my main concerns uh, really starts long before test cricket now. Uh, and, mm. and it, it incorporates a little bit of what um, Mr. Murray had, had said before. And, and it informs a lot of what I am involved in at the minute by way of uh, cricket West Indies initiatives. I, I do believe that the, the informal club structure that taught me the game by putting me in an environment with first class from I was a, a young teenager, where I was able to learn the trade in an environment that pushed me because of the standard that existed at club level. That is gone forever. And we now have to teach that to our youngsters. And until we get teachers in a system that can teach our kids these skills, we are going to be asking our young players to learn the game at the highest level under immense pressure. It, 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 and the numbers don't, don't prove to me that that is many times successful. If I take, take any situation, any gap that you see at, at international level, you say, Jimmy, there, there's a gap with uh, our, our batting in this area or bowling in this area or whatever. And I say, okay, fine. Do we have a system 
where we are teaching that. We, we introduce it at 15, we follow it through at 17, we, we, we embed it at 19, and then we, we, we make sure that from 19 to 23, they know when to use that skill and when not to use it. Uh, we, 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 we don't have that at the minute. However, we have started rigorously looking at the standard of our coaching uh, right the way down our coaching pathways because I, I, I firmly believe that, that if we don't raise the standard and quality of our coaches, our coaches are not going to have to do what the clubs did 50 years ago. And, and, and anybody who can tell me otherwise or suggest how uh, another method by which we're going to teach the game, how can we put, we talk about playing fast bowling, okay, fine. Do we have a system from 15, 17, 19 that introduces our young players to fast bowling, bounce their wickets? You know, if it means that we, we take them up on the concrete twice a week, whatever. But we are addressing systematically wanting to get a 19-year-old comfortable against fast bowling, fast bowling by the time he leaves junior cricket or a, a spinning ball. Do we, do we have a process by which we are teaching that? Because the responsibility now is on us formally that to teach that. We, we, we can't think that it is going to happen and we can't wait for a school system or a non-existent club system to do it anymore. And so therefore, I, I don't think it's maybe the, the only piece of the puzzle, but for me a big piece of the puzzle is moving away from a, a, a club-centric view of teaching the game to a coaching-centric view. And, and what does that mean? It means that we have to have coaches and a system within the coaches can operate because as, as Mr. Murray alluded to, you could have the best coaches in an island, but if politics comes into play, they might not get a chance to work with your best players. So, but that's another, that's another topic for discussion. But, but that tends to be and has been my, my focus certainly here for the last few years is how can we lift the quality of the teachers of our game across the Caribbean and very importantly, a lot further down the food chain than, than starting at international level. Um, Mr. Murray, I don't know if you, I, I mean, that's my take. That's, that's my bugbear, so to speak, based on the question that was asked. Jimmy, we're we speaking from the same hymn book, um, and that is absolutely, you hit the nail on the head. There is one small item that I would disagree with you on is I believe that process, and I say the schools because that is the only place at the moment that we in the Caribbean in any sport have a wide cadre of potential players at your disposal in the school system. That is where it has to be. And Jimmy, Maybe I'm spending too much time in Jamaica, but I look at the Jamaica school system for athletics, track and field. And when you look at any Olympic game, mm. 100 meters to 800 meters, and now even some of the um, field events, male and female, you're going to find people who are just coming out of your school system with champs coming to the fore. And why can't cricket replicate that? We all used to have to play school cricket, very competitive in the old days. Schools, and again, this is branching out a little bit. 
schools have a responsibility and governments have a responsibility for ensuring that schools make sure there is physical activity throughout the school curriculum. So if you devote that to athletics and cricket and football and maybe four or five elite sports will benefit, but the government and by extension cricket boards, um, athletic federations, football federations, have to go into the schools and make sure that the school teams are properly coached. And that will help our health programs. It will help children's education as well. So, you know, we, I keep going back to the system. It has to be the system. And Jimmy can't undertake on behalf of the West Indies board correcting all the neglect of cricket coaching while somebody is at school and then suddenly pick them up at 16, 17, 18 and say, I'm going to make you a test cricketer. Um, it doesn't work, so we mm -hmm. have to go back to the school. Mm -hmm. uh, Derek, would you want to see any changes in relation to the coaching staff? Do you think the coaching staff, staff is influential? Uh, yes, as, as, an, an, as an extension of that, yes, you're going to go into individual people and say, okay, this is not just a question of how many uh, marks you got in the academic coaching exam or the umpire's exam or whatnot. Um, I'm sure Dr. Ford is not going to take um, the A students out of a language class and say, look, I'm going to make them doctors. Um, you know, because they know the language, they know the mm -hmm. um, communication skills, etc. You know, so you look for what you need. You need people with experience, with expertise, and particularly the credibility of having guided ex player from where he is today to where he where he was five years ago to where he is today. You know, we talk about we didn't have coaching when we played, etc. And yet, you talk to any one of the supposed legends, and they will tell you that when they were going through a bad patch, they would call Gaia or who used to coach them at Rising Sun in Antigua or whoever in, in Barbados or whoever in, in, in Canada, Um you know, so again, everybody knew who, where they went back to for their basis, and that's what they did. It doesn't matter how many counties you played for, how many coaches you saw, how many star players you saw. If you needed the individual attention to bring out the best in you. And we need to do that from back to basics. Um, Derek, I've um, got a lots of, lots of WhatsApp messages coming in here, in fact. Uh, Royston from Guyana is asking Jimmy if he's happy with the level of fitness of the West Indies team. Jimmy? Uh, work in progress. Um, work in progress. We, we, we're moving them to, to international standards. Um, some of the players um, are already there, uh, but collectively there's still work to be done. But um, improvements being made, and we will continue to keep pushing them because we, we feel it's a very important component of being able to compete at the highest level. And another question coming in from Ghana for you, Derek. Do you believe that Hetmar and Poran 
could make a difference in terms of playing test cricket for the West Indies? Derek? Tomorrow, tomorrow, no. If they are exposed to four-day cricket, competitive four-day cricket, they will get a chance to uh, improve their own game and by extension, then force their way into wrestling for test matches. But the raw talent is there. It has been there from the time they were about 16, 17. But it's some of the shortcomings of West Indies cricket that have not helped them to establish where they are, uh, where they should be, where we expect them to be, where some of their counterparts who played under 17 and under 19 World Cup cricket with them. So other countries played and have reached now. So I think we, we are very short on, on what we're doing with, with our talent, batting, bowling, etc. Derek, another question coming in. This one is from Kingston, Jamaica. Uh, hi, my name is Ian, listening to the show. Want to know from Derek if he supports um, what England is doing. He spoke earlier about uh, the selection panel. Does he agree that Vestley should move to having just one selector? Derek? Uh, not necessarily, uh, because I think um, one selector could always benefit from views of others, and if people share their perspectives. But I think what we, we do need is, is a very small select group who will take responsibility, but who also have the credibility to be able to uh, get supporters, spectators, coaching staff, etc., to buy in to their selection. This is why we're picking these people to do this job at this time. And, you know, but I, I think it, it is not a diverse thing where you want mm -hmm. to have uh, seven and nine selectors and voting really for who, who should get the last pick or whatever. Um, but again, I'm not quite sure that we want to move like a football manager that you could uh, mm -hmm. you pick who you want and mm -hmm. uh, you know you then threaten them if you don't do what I say when I say you're, you're off the team. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, maybe a, a, a very small. Jimmy, your view on it? The whole question of one selector. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The one selector in the English system is the head coach. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Um, I, I don't think we're ready for that period. We're not. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Now, just before you go, Jimmy, uh, where do we go from here? Question we've asked all the time. Um, you know, you, you talked about the positives in relation to young Jaden Seals, um, the batting not inspiring confidence. Um, where do we go from here? Um, Preparation-wise, you, 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 you sit down, you have your discussions with your with your with your, your, your different units between now and, and Pakistan, if we're talking test cricket. Mm -hmm. uh, try and get their heads in a, in a better place. It's going to be a new test series starting from scratch. So mm -hmm. get them in a good place, but, but also get them doing some work in, in, in the individual areas that, that everybody won't have the same issues. Um, and part of the confidence that, that they would be getting going into the next series would come from actually being able to spend time focusing on, on what is, and in the meantime, 
you know, it's, it's, it's white ball cricket time now. Let's, let's get some wins under our belt in, in T20 cricket and, and hopefully in one day cricket as well. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, Jimmy, we want to thank you. Um, always a pleasure to have you on the show. I know you're going to um, uh, go and get some rest and, of course, go behind closed doors and do a serious assessment of what's going on in West Indies cricket. But it's always a pleasure to have you on, Mason, and guest and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, Andrew. Doc, thank you very much. Uncle Derek, you take care. Good to see you. Good job, Jimmy. I'm All right. Best to the team. All take right. care. Thank you. Very interesting to hear him say, Uncle Derek. Uncle Derek. I like that one. Thank you, Jimmy. And, of course, when we come back, we want to go to another uncle. We want to speak to Richard Pop Edwards. But, of course, let's pause for a business cause. Of course, Mason and Guest is brought to an association. We're a good friend at ASAP White Rum, the best shot of the day. Yes, once again, we just take a break for a cause and uh, hope you can join us each week on Saturdays to hear the entertainment show that we present. And then, and then Sundays, we bring you the cricket talk. So with that said... Let's go back to Mason and Guess. Certainly uh, invite your uh, contributions so very much on the show here. Interesting discussion, Jimmy Adams. And of course, we also heard from Derek Murray, both of them, have actually left us. So uh, it's your time to call. We're going to certainly make some more uh, calls around the Caribbean. But uh, just before we do that, let me go back to Dr. Ford. Your assessment of the contributions of the two gentlemen. Well, uh, I guess we, we may have more questions than answers, but I, I don't think we've come up with the solution for, for why the team hasn't progressed the way that it, it should. And, and even if we think about it, Andrew, and we, we listen to our cricketers, our elite cricketers, we listen to them discuss the game, there isn't a depth and a clarity in their dissection of the game of, as it relates to situations and, and goals. There is a lot of repetition of the same terms and phrases. It, it's as though it's a, a cut and pasting or a robotic uh, mm. response to the question placed about the cricket. And I, and I think that is a reflection of the, of the fact that there isn't a depth of, of understanding of, of the cricket. And I, I still go back to the point of, I, I think that the ability to learn and to adapt and to adjust is something that, that may be missing. Mm-hmm. But it's good to have the, the retro view of, of uh, Derek versus mm-hmm. uh, the up-to-date yep. view of, of Jimmy. Well, well, this gentleman is very up-to-date. Richard Prof. Edwards, of course, he's uh, with us now. Um, and we got lots of calls as well. We're going to certainly take these calls. Let's go to Richard Pop Edwards. Hello, Richard. Good evening to you, sir. Hi, Andrew. Good evening to you all and everybody. Good. What happened? What happened in, in St. Lucia? Can you tell me? Well, we wanted to have a, a pitch that was going to be lively. This is the, the buzzword now. Pitches that are lively and, and full of grass. This is what everybody's clamoring for because everybody says the pitches are too dead and, and, uh, and therefore we must have pitches that uh, are pasty and bouncy, which would, uh, would uh, make our batsmen bat better. You know, that is the most amazing amount of foolishness I've heard for quite a long time. And it, it proves to 
you can't have a pitch that uh, like we had in the World Series test. That's perfectly good pitch. I'm not complaining about the pitch itself, but because the pitch is a good pitch, the bounce was even. But he bought a lot of action, too much action for 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 fellas that look in defense and back now to play. And uh, the, the South African bowlers bowl the ball in the, most of the time at the at the uh, on a good length at the uh, by at batsmen. And they had they were sooner or later as soon as it seemed. They get a ball with their name on it, and out they go. Oh, oh, too much for them. Oh, dear. Um, so in terms of the, 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 the techniques now, let, let's go through them. If you had to see, and, and he's a wondrous man like yourself, Craig Brathwick. Now, let's look at his uh, performances. I think you still have pop there, do we? I hope so. Heard a little click there, so I'm sure he's still with us. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Craig Brathwick, two matches, 28 runs, highest of 15. What would you say to Mr. Brathwick? Prof? Look, he's going through a hard time. He's up against good bowlers. He's not. He's not. He's batting. He's playing on the crease. He's not either going right forward or right back. He's, he's playing on the crease, mm. and therefore he's uh, staying caught in like no man's land, and and, and just hanging his bat out and hoping. Right now, his confidence is down. Obviously, mm-hmm. everyone knows his ability to concentrate and, and play for a long time. But he's not getting into in the line, and he's he's ending up also as he plays too square on. He's not sideways on playing the ball where he can leave it alone, and um, and yeah, so he's he's always going to be in trouble at this point. His, his technique is I'm doing at this point. What, what about Shea Hope? Well, Shea Hope, look, if you bowl two bounces at him, mm. he's going to get out of rock and hide from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, look how he got out in the second innings. I mean. Robada, boxer, um, loving it straight to yeah, second slip. Robada was pulling well, but Robada is not expressed. He's, no. He's likely years ago in our wrong, wrong Barbados and, and in West Indies, he had bowlers bowl at his face. Yeah. But um, he's, he's a world-class bowler. Mm. And bowling on a pitch and on, on, on a good line, and brings you, you've got to get try and get into a, a correct position to play. And then uh, he, he brings you on your front foot and then bowls a bounce at you. Yes. And if you take your eye off of the ball, you might even get hit or 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 or, or glove it, glove the ball to somewhere and you're gonna be out. Mm. Which is what happened with Bishop. They mm. hope he he's looking he's looking to sort of come forth for a drive. They're not giving it to him. Mm-hmm. They're, they're bowling the ball back where he can't drive it and then slap a bounce down in, 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 on it as he's coming on the front foot mm. and he's, he's coming into it and he's 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 all messed up by by taking his eyes off the ball and, and turning it back on our head. About on the ball. Mm-hmm. What about Kyle Mears? Kyle Mears looked like he he could hold on, but he he's also discomforted by the fast bowling. Yes. That's why he's playing his big shot. Right. That's when true. you have a batsman that comes to come out and you you and you know that he's he's worried about it. You clap two boxes in him earlier, clock. Right. And he and he, he and then he's been looking for it all the time, and and premeditates a shot, and and it's not the right ball to, to pull or cut away. High over the pitch. If he's going to cut it away, he's looking to, to try and, and and take his attack back. But he's he's just comforted by these very short balls, and uh, he's he's getting out because of that. Mm. Jason Holder, two matches, um, 34 runs, highest of 20, average 8.50. What is Jason Holder doing wrong? I don't know. Jason Holder seems to be again. He's not coming right, coming out on the front foot mm. uh, to, the, to the bowlers again. But his reach, he should be able to. Look, the, the South African bowlers bowl well, mm-hmm. and, and you and 
you're going to come a day where a fellow's going to bowl at you and the first ball you get a good one, well, you know, you get a, it's that's too bad. You get one. But Jason Holder obviously came back. But again, seems to be underperforming. Not seems to be underperforming because he should be, be really coming and, and, and trying to get it stuck in. But none of the batsmen, when they, when they got hooked, it looked like they were going to a play a shot in anger. They seem to be quite happy to just try and survive. You can have a little cricket like, like looking to survive. You've got to look to see where when you hand balls a ball that is over pitch. You, you you get on get over it and mm-hmm. drive it and if it's short don't don't let it just go through. We're mm-hmm. it over if you've got to hit it over the top uh, back over the top of six let it go for four. But mm-hmm. you can't just stand up there and be passive like that mm-hmm. and get dominated by the bowling and because you can get out mm-hmm. uh, and and you don't have any run. Now um let's continue the assessment. Fellow Wallace has joined us and we also have to change our focus um as well in, in relation to uh, the upcoming CPL. So we got a special guest on Zoom already. Uh, what about Josh Sylvan? The two matches he played, um, he made what? 16 runs, the highest of nine. I don't want to tell you his harvest, it was just four. What's going wrong with young De Silva? Prof, well, he can you tell me? He, he, really, he, he really didn't look good. Honestly, I felt sorry for him. He, he, wasn't, he didn't seem to be catching the ball confidently. Right. And when he was batting, he, 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 again, he's taking his eyes, he's shutting away from the ball. You can't bat like that. If you're. You're going to face fast bowling. If you're not prepared to go there and face it, mm-hmm. and you're going to throw your back on it, look for something else to play. Go play football or, or, or something else. But don't worry with the cricket. Mm-hmm. Bowlers are going to work you up. They're going to come at you. And as soon as they see you, you're shunning away from yes, the ball. Yes. You're, you're, you're finished. Mm-hmm. And, and Blackwood. Let's look at Blackwood. Uh, in the two matches, 88 runs, highest of 49, average 22. How do you expect Blackwood? Again, he... He, he, I seems to be, he, he can't make up his mind. If he's an all-out attack or mm-hmm. all-out all all block. Mm-hmm. So he, he played and he showed a little bit and, and stand up there again. But he was the lone fellow that would look like he might play a shot. But then he got so ultra-defensive and uh, nobody else didn't make him run. So at the end, it's a wasted, it's a, a wasted effort. He got, but he got to go there and see through the tough times. But mm-hmm. during the tough times, a half volley is going to come along or a long hop. You've got to dispatch them. You can't mm-hmm. just let them pass. Mm-hmm. I see. And, and Powell uh, at the top of the at the uh, Powell at the top of the order. Um, well, look, he, seventy runs, fifty one. He, uh, he didn't look good at all in, his, in his, the other match when he came in after when the other batsman was done cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but he came. Bonner got hurt. But he, he, the fifty that he made, mm-hmm. he looks always looks calm when he's batting. He does a little ruffle and mm-hmm. so on. So he gives a he gives an appearance of, a, of actually as a batsman who could who could could stand up and make some run. But he's always been like that. He's always looked good and never quite fulfilled the form promise that he showed. Mm-hmm. Just, just before you go, Prof, let's turn to the bowling now. Jaden Seals, uh, your impressions of him in terms of his I, bowling. Quick, quickly before you go, Prof, in terms of I the think, assessment. Um, yeah, I think. five wickets. I think he's. I think he's a good player. Right? He, he looks useful. He's still young, and uh, and he and he and he, he should get faster. He's he's not really as strong as and fit as he might be for, mm. for Test cricket, as I as I see it. But he he, uh, he comes in and he, he runs in briskly. He's mm. not express. He's, he's, he but he should get faster, and uh, and and he he, he at least bowls a line. And I was quite happy to see him. He looked like he he, he had something to him. Do you like his action, Prof? His action is not bad. He's a, 
a lot of these bowlers nowadays are front on, but he's front on similarly to, to, to Ramada and, and Heedy. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're a successful bowler. So that's his action. He bowls with it. He should get quicker. And, uh, and and he should develop if if he if he, he will work on it and, and think about it. What about your favorite bowler, um, Shannon Gabriel? My favorite bowler. I I felt sorry for him because I cannot understand how he could ever be chosen to play any match. He looked after he bowled four overs like like he was a, like a grampus looking for, for, uh, for to catch a breath. He, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't fit. You could see that he wasn't fit. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what, what about his career? You, you think um, not much left in relation to to Gabriel playing Test cricket? Oh, that's too I early. don't know. I, you don't I, know. Don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what what the coaches make him do. Make him if he got to run some some four hundred meters mm-hmm. uh, uh, runs and then some sprints and then at the end if he could, could, could oh, I don't know what the program is for getting this fellow fit, but he certainly isn't fit right now. And mm-hmm. his best. Mm-hmm. He was bowled at 145 k's or 147, and uh, and although he was spare the ball around when he got 40 get wickets, but he's not bowling like that. No, he bowled the odd one at 142 or maybe 41, mm-hmm. and uh, but generally he, he was badly off target. So he didn't seem ready for the game, and he, and he, I, I was surprised that he that he played. So so you say it was a mistake to play uh, Gabriel in that Test match? You know, but it played. seems sort of me, it's quite obvious to me. I think it's second in the bowl I have three or four overs. Yes, yes. I mean when when after when when uh South Africa was fifty six to six or something like that. Right. You wanted yeah. somebody who could come in there and knock them over, yes. Fell a fast bullet and you and you maybe got them out for 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 a hundred or ninety something, but then you you got a you got a mentally a different look outlook than anybody looks to try and get three hundred and twenty four runs, which was never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, a positive would have been Kemal Roach to the two matches, 54 well, overs he, and four balls, and picked up nine wickets. Yeah, he bowled well. He's uh, not as fast as he was before, and uh, he bowled well and and, uh, and got his wicket. But uh, he was the lone voice crying in the wilderness all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Final question to you, Kyle Mears. The last thing we were on this show, in fact, Kyle was on the show as well. He said you you think if he loses 20 pounds, he may be a better cricketer. He bowled 32 overs and picked up six wickets, 80 runs. And in terms of yeah. his batting, let's look at his batting. Stats, 59 runs, best of 34, average 14.75. Kyle Mears. I think I think I think we should persist with Kyle Mears. Mm-hmm. I think he could. Uh, he would. The more he plays, the fitter he'll get. His bowling is useful. He's not fast. He bowls about around four miles an hour, and uh, but he moves the ball in and out. And he now has to learn get to learn some tricks. Got to get a bag of tricks, the slower ball, and then and then hang his out swing out a little wider mm-hmm. every now and again when he when he bowls three or four more on good on a batsman is defending. Look to hang a wide out swinger that he just encourage the batsman to drive at it. A slower ball in between. Mm-hmm. But I think he he he's uh, uh, very very. I I persist with him as his batting. He must get to realize that he, he can't allow the fast bowlers to come and wrap him up. He can bat. He has the ability, but he's young. His eyes, I think, look must be good. He should be able to, to, to sort it out. I think they should persist with uh, Mears. I think he, he will pay them back. All right. Well, Prof, I want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. It was good uh, to get your um, your expert opinion in relation to the batting and the bowling. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you very much, Andrew. All right. So there you have it. Richard Parfait was the former West Indies fast bowler. 
And as far as I'm concerned, listening to him as a comments man, one of the best that you could ever hear. I, I really thought, um, you know, that combination of Cozy and Prop Edwards, you know, really doing a wonderful job on this station. And it's always good to invite his thoughts. All right, 441790, Philip Wallace, uh, who is a commentator as well, and getting ready to represent me. I've got a big case coming up, Philip Wallace. Um, Dr. Ford sued me, so it looks as if you may have to represent me. And, of course, we've got the Minister of Education there on online as well, Jonah Paul. I don't think he's a lawyer, but in the sense he's a damn good sports minister. Good evening to you, Philip Wallace. How are you? Good evening, Andrew. I'm Dr. Ford. <laughs> what an introduction. Minister. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ford is going to sue you, you and Dr. Ford is your co-host. <laughs> Golly, that's who, that's who has to be a capital S. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. All right. That, 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 would, that, would, need, that would need that would need for, uh, for some discussion. I, I think so. Yes. Get all the evidence on the table. All right. Good. We, we got we got some calls coming in. Just before you you, you come in, um, Jonelle and Philo, uh, we're told that there's several calls. Let's let's try and take a call. Can we? We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to take a couple of calls, and we're going to certainly get the, the, the thoughts of Philo Wallace. Of course, got a new sponsor, Mason and Guests Broughton Association. With a very good friend, the ASAP White Rub, the best shot of. Yes, another commercial. Latest mom. You are listening to The Cricket Show. Join us each Saturday morning from 9 until 12 noon to hear the Saturday morning entertainment episode. And on Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be a part of The Cricket Show. To join the show, call 1-515-605-9850. Go and take a call. Hello, the welcome. number again right. is 1-515-605-9850. your uh, panel who is on the, uh, on the Zoom, mm-hmm. I must say it's a bad day for the rest of these again. I think now we are paying the price for the changing of the guard where we went up to play the World Cup cricket. The dismissing of the the select the selectors, the coaching staff, and others. This is the price now we are now paying. Mm-hmm. And I think in order for West Indies cricket to get back on track, we have to get rid of clean this slate completely of all of these people they got, oh dear. even from the top right down. Oh, wholesale changes, Randolph. Right. We need the play, We need players of the path to be uh, getting West Indies cricket mm-hmm. on track, mm-hmm. like uh, for Gordon, uh, soon to be for Des, and mm. uh, soon to Smith, be, Smith, soon mm. to be, okay, uh, and do, and those guys, mm-hmm. and the and those guys, those guys need to be on the, right. the on the front row. Mm-hmm. We have too many bits and pieces, players, mm-hmm. people up front in West Indies cricket, and this is why we are not going any further. Mm-hmm. The coaching staff should go right a lot of talk all right no problem we got several calls back up let's take another one before we go to philo hello welcome missing and guest hello welcome missing and guest hello welcome good evening to you hi good evening good evening can i have two minutes please well uh, we we give you a minute and a half okay i heard marie say what is the problem with the rest how can you help them right the first thing i want to say I went to Kensington, I lived close to Kensington as a little boy. I saw Jana and those guys, 
Worms jump in the ground, mm-hmm. make the guys run up, and yes. ball at it, and it, make them run up and ball and hit it all six times. When mm. you hit it three times, right. and you miss, you have to start over. Next thing, the coaches, next thing you want to say. Now, with a matching, you have to take these guys to the hardcore. You remember, I saw Charlie Dice, Marahano, Patrick Patterson was falling very quick. Right. It's called the Acosta Plane, Tail Ball Cushion, on the hardcore, then the ball get up very quickly. Now, I can move to the real thing now. Now, the problem, everybody calling, one of the problems. The problem, the number one problem you got is the coaches. Now, I met the million dollar question I want to ask you, my good friend, Philo Wallace, and everybody. Yes. How come the world can see all batsmen and all bowlers, the fault, in less than an over, and we got coaches, and some of them with the rest of me quite a while, mm-hmm. but just all these guys, and can't see the problem. Oh, good yes, question. Okay, good question for Phil. Thanks for your Thanks for contribution. But McCauley no said he wants two minutes. That, that's two minutes and a half now. Continue. Oh, continue. It's all great Westernians is crying to see. Yes, yes. We've got a problem at the top. Right. We can't get British here and test those type of people to help them. Right. Have a good evening. Okay, good. Are we going to go back to the calls? Um, but we have to bring Philo in. Keep, keep on the line, 44 and 780. Philo Wallace, your assessment of all of this. I mean, you must be disappointed like all of us. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Andrew, again, and to you and your listeners and your panel. Andrew, I'm very disappointed in this cricket for this series against South Africa. Mm. We saw from the first test match, and I said on this program, the reoccurring problems of New Zealand two years ago. I listened to James quite closely and carefully, who is our director of cricket. Mm-hmm. And I have not heard a lot of answers coming from James. I know he has a lot on his plate. But all it needs internal purging. All cricketers need to understand that they have certain fundamental principles that must be applied to the various disciplines that they're involved with, involving in cricket. When you're a batsman and you open the batting, there's certain basic movement of your feet that you have to apply play the ball. When you bat at number three, there's a certain, a certain basic movement and mental preparation that you have to do. I, Andrew, I don't speak on this program for just speaking sake, you know. I speak to a lot of coaches in Barbados. And a lot of all cricketers duck certain things in the nets. And they're protected. And if it doesn't, and if they go against them, they'll run and go and tell people. And I want the cricketers to understand a coach is there to help you and you have to help yourself. It is a two-way street. Cricketers have a responsibility for themselves and their skills and their fitness and their job. I don't want to talk about money. I sat on a task force, Andrew, and it hurts me mm. to see the selection processes that are going on. But you can pick up on fit, Shannon Gabriel, and tell the whole world that he's fit. Mm. Nobody knows the injury that Shannon Gabriel had before that first test match. Nobody knows the injury that Russian Chase has seen in that second test match. That he can go and even stand up to bat. Nobody knows. And it hurts to see all cricket the way it is. And we're talking about schools, but we need to fix it. Seriously, I am all for the Randolph, you know. Mm-hmm. I speak every day to former greats. Andrew, the former greats are hurt and they're going to come out in their numbers. And the board is going to quake. 
Oh, they're fed up with the way how our cricket is going. Oh, dear. They, we need to understand that we have great cricketers who played the game when it was really, really tough. And they, and they, and they, and they, and they came out to be great. Mm. They toppled the world mm-hmm. with limited resources. We have two people who massage people. We have this body, the next body, batting coach, bowling coach, throw-down coach. Mm-hmm. Everything these guys have and they're not producing. Our former greats are very, very upset. And we need to inculcate them into our cricket culture. I would like to tell direct of cricket to reach out and talk to these fellas. They're, that's not these fellas, these gentlemen. Right. They are willing to help. They are, they're hurting to see the way how we've been defeated by South Africa. Fast bowling is fast bowling, Andrew. Mm. You go back and across and you watch the ball. You watch the ball onto the bat or you duck it. You just don't turn your head, you just don't turn your head and get hit. At some point, at your, your, your forearm guard is not resting. He's batting. The only batsman to me in that series, that second test match, that looked capable enough, Andrew, is, is Powell, you know. Mm-hmm. Powell looked like Powell looked like he wanted to bat. Okay, he played a he played a foolish shot, but when you when you look at him batting that pace, body, he looked determined. He was getting behind the ball and he challenged the short ball. He forced Noki and them to bowl the ball over his head mm-hmm. because he hooked the short ball. He pulled at it. He cut right. it. He uppercut it. Mm-hmm. He challenged it and he was successful. And that is what West Indies cricket was is about. Mm-hmm. He put challenging those short balls and pushing those fast bowlers back. He did not do it. And we occurring all the time because of batsmen. I mm. want to ask the question. Are these players coachable? Ooh. Well, I've asked that Are for a long time. Are the coaches good enough to correct the problem? <laughs> well, you know, I asked that a couple of years ago, and people, as you were saying, they didn't know, Andrew, Andrew, I saw men, I saw a guy staying like side the ball. Yes. I call it running. Yes. New Zealand two years ago. Running I'm, for cover. I'm, 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 I'm in the Caribbean, in St. Lucia. You know the pitch quick. Yeah. And I still stay like that. They're running. And, 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 and we have coaches. I know Desaid can come back from India. That's okay. We got enough batsmen, great batsmen in the region that we could fill in. I think Andre Foley was showing at the deep end mm. and he couldn't handle it. Mm. We have Phil Simmons, who's a former Westerners opening batsman. Right. Who then slide into the middle because he bowled medium pace. He's an excellent fielder. How can Phil Simmons not correct our problems at the top with those two openers? Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Is he just a head coach or he just he just head coach? He doesn't do anything else but delegate. Mm-hmm. He was a former opening batsman. Phil will have to have some idea of opening batting right. and how to play the new ball and mm-hmm. even in the middle order as well. Right. Are these guys coachable? These guys are listening or they're doing it daily. Oh, right. not listening to anybody and collecting. Okay. Phil, well, well, answers, questions need to be answered, Andrew. Yeah, I former greats are hurt. They hurt. They hurt. They well, hurt. I'm but, telling you, I speak to them every day. They ring off my phone. Mm. Talk about the, the, yeah. <laughs> Talk about the Powell. But I, I don't know if this Powell, who's the minister, of course, uh, in uh, St. Kitts, uh, of course, we're talking about General Powell. Um, Philo was speaking about Curran Powell. Um, I don't know if you're related. Um, he's from Nevis. You're from St. Kitts. But, of course, you never know. Um, the, the distance is not, is not that great. So it's my pleasure to, to introduce you to the show. Uh, always good to see you. How are you doing, Minister? Are you okay? Good evening, gentlemen. I am doing well and trying to stay safe, as I hope everybody else is. As far as I know, Karen and I are not related, but he's a very good friend of mine. Oh, yes. Okay. And uh, <laughs> just to let you know that I am indeed a lawyer. 
13 years call and a pro oh. graduate of the cable. Oh, I didn't know. So oh, I didn't know that. Some okay, well, 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 <laughs> well, well, in that case, then I'm going to fire Philip Wallace and hire you. <laughs> no problem. We thought it important, though, given the rise in COVID cases in St. Kitts, there was a period, of course, when you know things were good, but uh, you got the CPL coming up in August. Are you concerned that the COVID cases are rising in your country, Mr. Minister? Well, we're always concerned about any rise in COVID cases as it, re- as it relates to the CPL and um, it's functioning, I'm not so uh, concerned. Uh, bear in mind that when we first negotiated the CPL, it was on the basis that it would be held in a bubble without spectators. Mm-hmm. It was based on our good record in terms of COVID that we took the decision to allow uh, up to 50% capacity in terms of spectators. We, we are experiencing a, a spike at the moment. As we speak, we are almost at the end of a two week uh, partial lockdown here on St. Kitts and Nevis, mm-hmm. but we are fully confident that by the time the CPL comes around, this particular situation would have been contained and we will be in good stead in terms of allowing the CPL to go on with spectators. We expect to be at 65% fully vaccinated in terms of our target population by the end of this month. Oh, and so, oh, um, although we are experiencing uh, a spike now. We have a significant level in terms of vaccination, fully vaccinated. Doc, Doc, any questions for the minister? Yes, uh, Mr. Minister. Um, what is the present situation now compared to when the spike started uh, over a week ago? What's your rate like and what's your expectation? Well, as reported today, we have 289 reported active cases, and we would have unfortunately recorded our third COVID-related um, death today. Oh However, as I indicated, as I indicated, we expect our, our target. We expect to reach 65% of our target population to be fully vaccinated by the end of this week. Sorry, the end of this month. Um, a lot of the, the, the vast majority of cases are considered to be in a contained environment in terms of isolation and quarantine. And so we're confident that we are managing the current situation uh, well and will be in good stead within, within a few weeks. What's your target vaccination percentage for, for the country? Our target is 75% of the adult population, which calculates about 33,000 persons, approximately. Mm. Okay. So, um, well, the station over. Sorry. Vicious, the station has got to 69% uh, before one of their one of their waves. And when you think of of uh, yellow fever and some of the other uh, infections, the the rate was really 95%. Do you think uh, that that number is, is or, do you, or do you guys want to get to almost 100 if possible of your adult? Well, well when, you, when I say target, I mean in terms of the, 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 the scientific concept of herd immunity. As far as we're concerned, we would love to be able to have 100% of eligible persons on um, both islands vaccinated. But as it relates to herd immunity, that, that 
general concept is 70% and we want to at least reach that. Um, it doesn't, nothing is written in stone and we do have to bear in mind the economic fallout of, of this pandemic. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a moving, it's, it's a very fluid situation, so to speak, but we think that once, once we hit 65%, we have to reasonably um, safe position to start to sort of look at being able to relax some, some restrictions mm -hmm. and certainly allow for those benefits to fully vaccinated individuals. You think you have fans in for the CPL, uh, all things being equal? And if so, what would be, what you think would be the, the protocols for, for them being able to watch? Because uh, last time we were looking at uh, vaccinated fans, are, are you still thinking that is feasible or is that off the table? No, we still think it's feasible. We're still uh, operating on the basis that we will be able to allow at least 50% capacity um, in, re in respect of fully vaccinated persons. So only fully vaccinated persons will be allowed to come and spectate, mm -hmm. as well as in terms of our service providers, our caterers, our cleaners, our mm -hmm. uh, security. Once you're involved in the CPL, you will be expected to be fully vaccinated. Um, we, in terms of our, our, our short to, to midterm plan, we are hoping that like many of our other um, neighboring islands, we will be able to minimize or actually reduce the quarantine requirement for persons coming in who are fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And we hope that that will, that should be placed by the time CPL comes around and that will encourage persons from, from other islands to come and spectate as well. Has the CPL expressed any concern or reservations based on your change in fortune? Absolutely not. And they've been very supportive. I, I have to thank Pete Russell and the team. Um, they've been very, very supportive of us. There's no reservation. We are continuing. Business is normal. I can say that none of the plans have changed. Okay. And again, I go back to the fact that we had negotiated this on the basis that nobody could attend. So. We we really have nothing to lose in, in this respect. All right, forty four one seven Yes. Uh, Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple of calls. Um, stay with us, Minister. Scientific point of view. I made a note of that. Sure. Uh, we're going to come back to that shortly. But a couple of people are waiting, so let's take a call. Hello, welcome, Mr. Yes. Yeah, good night. Yes. Yeah, good night to you. Yeah. Good night. Yes, um, I was listening to your program, I listened to your program on Tuesday night, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody's talking about the destiny thing. Let's get real. Let's get real and let's talk, let's be real. The team is not up to par. It's not up to par? Not up to par. Mm. Um, so it's an interesting point you're making because last week in the show, um, Dr. Stetson Wilty was making the point. He said, maybe we're expecting too much from these guys. That's what he said. But I, I, can go, I can go a bit further now. Right. These guys should be paid based on their performance. Who? Tell me who is going to pay you all this money to consistently fail all the time. That's the question they want to ask. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this, is, this is a discussion that we must have for the embarrassing lessons, for the legacy that we have had the embarrassing us. Mm -hmm. let's, let's be real and let's be frank. Right. These guys are embarrassing us mm -hmm. again, and and we might got all the stats in the world, right? And just probably look at their singing performance. I would like somebody to tell me which batsman that we have today that can 
action. Which bullet can give me a wicked hall or mm. can contain mm. for two sections? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. none. Mm. All right. There's none. Let us be real about West Indies per se. Let us get real about mm. West Indies per se, right? And these are the things, because I always say, right? Mm. And I'm going to go back to back in the day. Some people might not want to hear this here. Mm. But this thing cannot be personal. It's best here. Okay. But I thought, I thought you would have said St. Catharines. All right. <laughs> Thanks for your contribution. Let's try and take Thank a couple you. of calls. The board, very, very full. Uh, 44 on 790. We've got Minister Powell with us from St. Kitts and Nevis. we got Philo Wallace, who's coming back to be president of Spartan. Hello, welcome. Mm. Listen good again. Afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Good night, no, good, night good night to you and your guest. Okay. My, my um, observation of the this cricket, we need um, better coaches. Better coaches. And we, and we need men that are thirsty and hungry for cricket. They mm. may have the hunger, but they are not being fed the right food. They're going to be fed the right food. So you want yeah. to give them some yams and potatoes from, from St. Kitts? When I said food, I mean technically. The oh, okay, staff, fine. Okay. The, the coaching staff is pathetic. Okay. If you go back <laughs> to Phil Simmons, if you go back to Phil Simmons' career, you remember how you got farm? Yes, he, yes, he did. Right. How could he, how could he make well, some money when yeah. he was up with that? Yeah, day? farm. I think, I think he's also no got a fall farm as well. <laughs> but what I mean, you, you have... Oh, standard basketball, like Greenwich. You have um. Games, Desmond Inn, yes. Yeah, you got men in the Caribbean that could mentor these people and mm. and, and let these people um see what it means right. to the rest is great. All you do, I I will I will then look to to, to do anything. Maybe maybe beat Bangladesh and um Bangalore. I had a whole cry, but I said I watched the South Africa series. Mm. Specifically to see the bowlers that were given trouble, right? And I was not disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was not disappointed. These men don't know how to mm. cover the bumps. First yeah. of all, they don't like. Up they're timid too. They're, they're, they're timid, call. They're very timid. Right. They don't they're back from square them. leg. They're back from square leg. Exactly. And in that last match, mm. Gabriel should never have started. No, no. He's gone. And I, if I was so fresh, of course, I would object to them. He going off for every five minutes. <laughs> it was because he was not fit. So I just have to play the match. Right. And you should do something with um. You got to um right. a place for bravo. Right. You can't play wrestling cricket with mm. with these jokers that right. is not okay. fit. No, 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 no. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Be kind to our, our cricketers. Don't say that. Sure, we no, won't want that to go. Please don't say that. Listen. All right, ma'am, don't say that. Don't get emotional. Take your time. By the way, which part of Barbados are you calling from? The best part of the world. That's in Philip, I would imagine. The Republic of Saint. Oh, okay. Well, are you from Bayfield? I'm associated with people in Bayfield. You have a, you have a boyfriend in Bayfield? I have your mother in Bayfield. Oh, the best, <laughs> the lady with the best seat better in the world. Thanks for your exactly. contribution. I'll tell okay. Pearl Mason that. All right, let's take another call. Hello, welcome. Mason and guests. Hello, welcome. You're listening to your Good radio. Night. Talk to us. Good night. Good night. Oh, how are you? I No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Don't say that. Huh? Don't say that. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel? Do you cry? Do you cry when they perform poorly, ma'am? Do, do, do you cry water will come down your, your cheeks? Uh, not really. I feel bad. You feel bad. Yes, we feel really bad. And, and sometimes I do like the mighty Gabby Lawrence and an answer for we. 
Thanks for your contribution. Let's take another call. Got another 15 minutes left in the show. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Hi, good night, Andy. And good night, good night to you. Talk to and us. Good night, um, Wallace. I just want to make a contribution. Sure, um, sure. We talk about coaching and we talk about the players not ready, but I feel that we really have to get back. Um, our schools, our schools, our primary schools, right. mm-hmm. and our secondary mm-hmm. schools, we really mm-hmm. have to start structuring our curriculum. School left and school system, because that's what we to write primary school, you know. We also write the secondary school. Yes. But these guys create bad techniques. Mm-hmm. So most primary, I went to the secondary. They were making a lot of runs. But when they go to international cricket, their technical flaws then, well, because you have a lot of footage, a lot of videos and videos. So we need to have coaching, a, 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 a qualified course. Right. Each school, each mm-hmm. primary and secondary school. Mm-hmm. Not a B teacher. And that's what's happening. We, we got B teachers coaching, coaching, um, coaching, um, uh, um, guys at primary and secondary school. Oh. Then sometimes they've got the, um, the, 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 the sports council courses going in, um, after school, two hours a week. I don't think that we, we really need to look at putting a qualified coach at each school, mm-hmm. primary and secondary school, mm-hmm. and work on these guys because these are the people that are going to go ahead to play for the rest in the future. Mm-hmm. So when they go to international cricket, their techniques are so bad and it's like a tree. Mm-hmm. When a tree small, mm-hmm. you can bend it. But when it gets big, you can't bend it. No, you, you can't bend it. No. Contribution. Um, Minister Pauls, before we take another call, are, are you a big cricket man? Are you involved in the game in any way? You played? <laughs> um, I didn't play to any, any spectacular mm. uh, level, but I, I love the game. I follow the game. Somebody I, told I you share the frustration. Somebody told part. me you played for Bird Rock. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I, I do I do share in, 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 in the woes and the, the frustrations mm. within this public. It, it's, mm. it's been a long struggle from the glory days. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's very interesting listening to the, the commentary and, and the comments. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you, you, it's on to the players. Yes. I think we've, we've, we've shown mm-hmm. cricket West Indies that we've, we've put made investments, we've provided the opportunities, we have um, made former greats and, and, and as well as looking further field from the West Indies in terms of resources available. Mm. At the end of the day, it's down to the players and their willingness to go out there and perform. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure it's Phil or, or who said it, but they have to make themselves coachable and be able to go out there and, and, and really do what they need to do. Mm. Is, is Keith Atherton involved in cricket in St. Kitts? In any way, Keith Atherton? Keith, Keith. Keith is very much involved in, in cricket in St. Kitts. You would have just, I think it was last year, mm-hmm. you would have opened another academy on the Island of Wonder- Nevis. Wonderful. And um, he would have done some work with the, with the Len Harris Academy here in St. Kitts. Um, our prior, well, obviously a lot of, a lot of cricket has been stunted as a result of the, the, the pandemic mm-hmm. in terms of governmental um, involvement. The, the last discussions we would have had were in relation to him assisting in setting up our um, school program mm-hmm. and helping to, mm-hmm. to to identify elite athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he has been doing a lot of a lot of grassroots work. Uh, you, you really, you know, Keith has really dedicated his life to, mm-hmm. to, to cricket and cricket development. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we are also trying to revive to a great extent the Len Harris Cricket Academy. Okay. We don't have a board yeah. in place. Once again, mm-hmm. and um, 
we we have a good head coach here and we're looking to do a lot of good things in terms of being able to to really empower mm-hmm. um, our young people at that at that level. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. All right, let's take another call before we get a, a comment from Phil. Can we? Yes. Hello, welcome, Mr. and guest. Mr. Mason. How are you, my friend from St. Lucia? Yeah, how are you, Mr. Mason? Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Mr. Mason, what happened? You were 56 for six. What happened there, Mr. Mason? Well, we, we couldn't bowl him out. We couldn't bowl no. him out. Maybe, maybe no, we no, needed no. Darren Stanley to come in and, and get seven for 71. Uh, Mr. Mason, I tell you already when I'm talking to you, don't mention Darren Stanley. That, that's, 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 that's the past. The past. Talk about the past. Okay. No, no, Mr. Mason, tell me something. You are crying to bring back Shane Hope, Mr. Mason? Mm, well... Let's look at his stats. Good old Sheho. Um, in the two matches, 72 was the highest of 43. And in fact, we only had two half centuries, you know. Um, Roston Tia, 62, Paul, 51. The other, uh, the, then followed by um, who else? Uh, Hope got 43 and Mears 34. So no, there were only two half centuries. Let me say another thing too. Why a man is it? You are calling to play. I could say he give away the game. He makes you lose the game, Mr. Mason. Mm. Furthermore, furthermore, I, I back in. You know me already. I back in anything than except West Indies. So you don't but back. I, hold on. You don't support the West Indies? No. Stansfield? No, Mr. Mason. Oh, I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in you. Mr. Mason, you can call my name big and bold. You don't bother me. Yeah, but you you must support the West Indies, Stansfield. Mr. Mason, I am not. Backing failures. Oh. What, I'm say, what I'm saying, Mr. Mason, you win yes. a match today, yes. you lost tomorrow, you lost tomorrow, yes. you lost tomorrow. No, I don't back tomorrow. I back. You back winners. That has played. And furthermore, Mr. Mason, yes. I had a feeling and I was praying. I know South Africa was going to win the game. You, you okay? Uh, yes. Mm. And whatever you're doing tonight, Mr. Mason, mm. you when you go home, right. have a good night rest. Thank you. Yes. And indeed. pray for the West Indies. And I pray for the West Indies. Could, yeah, you, and you are, could you say that, um, Stanty, could you say that in Patwa? Pray for the West Indies. No, I don't, me or swear. Oh. Pray by West Indies. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Mason? Yes, yes. Whatever you're doing tonight, <laughs> you are, Mr. Mason, before I go, Mr. Mason? Yes. Before, whatever you're doing tonight, when mm. you go home, yes. when you say in your prayers, mm. pray for them. But I want you, but, but, but I want you to stand here before you go. Just 30 seconds in Patwa playing, praying for the West Indies. 30 seconds in Patwa praying for the West Indies. Can you so do that for me? Yes, 30 seconds. Yes. What do you want to say? What do you want to hear? 30 seconds in Patwa praying for the West Indies team. West Indies. So, pray there, pray there, pray there. And Mr. Mason? You have a good night. All right, good, all right, good. But, but it, it didn't last 30 seconds. I come to it only last seven, but we understand. All right, can we take another call? All right, we can. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Yes, that's right, last Oh, the ladies week. are really, yes. really on. Is it because Mr. Powell, the, the Minister of Education, is with tonight? The ladies are calling. This is Ladies' Night. Yes. Talk to us. Mr. Uh, Gambetta, this is Carolyn. Carolyn, how are you, my darling? I am good. I Let me speak quick. Mm. I am proud for my boys, the West Indies, because South Africa is a very strong team. Uh, I pleasure for the, the ambassador. I like that little fellow. Please thank you very much. Yes, he looks good. Yes, congrats to the South Africa. But I, I step out of the West Indies because mm. South Africa is a team of about 500 or 
Right, right. Yeah, that's true. The battle looks a little suspect to me as well. You know, I think against uh, Australia or New Zealand, I'm not sure those guys could survive. Well, I, I, want, I, want, I want them, but I'll have a little better. Give me a back, yeah? Okay. Just give me a little back to the fellow. Right, okay. Well, Carolyn... I'm going to go as a Craig Buffett for you. Know that yes. Too. I'm a Craig Buffett fan, too. You, you believe true. that? Well, I believe that. Right. You got you for school, yeah. Yeah, good boy, good boy. Wonderful yes, fellow. Okay, right. But time has run out on us, but um, we're going to sneak another minute or so. We're going to go to Philo Wallace. Philo, give us an overall, well, you've given that assessment. Where do we go from here, Philo Alfonso Wallace? Can you tell me? Well, first of all, Andrew, I, I think our selection panel needs to be looked at. I think we've made, we've made too many mistakes. Would you fire the selection I, panel, Philo? Would, would you fire the selection panel? I asked, I asked a question on this program, then I did up, then I did tenure, then I did tenure expired. We knew you were part of the task force, you know, so did you recommend them? Yeah, but I can't remember, I can't remember the time frames, Andrew, oh, okay. and that is why I'm, that's why I'm so upset to see our selectors right. making such blatant errors. Mm. You are listening to The Cricket Show. Join us each Saturday morning from 9 until 12 noon to hear the Saturday morning entertainment episode. And on Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be a part of the Cricket Show. To join the show, call 1-515-605-9850. The number again is one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. Enjoy the remainder of the show. Well, we have lost contact with Mason Guest. Trying to see if he can get them back. No can do. This show is brought to you on the moment of the cricket show. Let's go back and oops. And Lloyd off the back foot crashes it through the cover. That's four more runs. Beautiful shot by Lloyd. Full of confidence. Flowing back foot shot. Meets the bat and racing away to the boundary. A cluster in the cover had no chance to get hit. This tiny young fella by the name of Chiwa left Hollywood from China because of Kerry Packer. He said he heard so much about cricket. But he wants someone to explain it. Death match between Australia and we. So we start listening to the commentary. He hear the ball swinging. He started asking about Tarzan. He want to apply for the job as the night watchman. Just then he hear fingers. He said like married people can play this game. When he hear the bowler have a third man. He said them homos then have no shame. Ha 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 ha! 
for the wicket. Marsh takes the catch as Richard Spring is cut. Just got a top edge onto it. And the Australian is naturally jubilant at getting yes, big. Yes, really has to be here. Richard Spock Marsh, pulled by Bright for 88. Explaining cricket to the shiny evening. He never see cricket before. So he started to put things in the law. And then on Sunday, from 6 until 19 We continue to encourage persons to vaccinate. The CPL is definitely still on for here in St. Kitts and Nevis. I think the, the most recent dates are August 26th to September 15th. Mm-hmm. And we are more more than ready to, to, to host um, come, come that time. Warner Park is looking very, very good. Mm-hmm. We have the, um, the Connery playing field, which is maintained by the local cricket association, the Sankers Cricket Association, that is in, in spectacular form. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. the, the second field and the, the field for, for practice and, 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 and training, mm-hmm. and we are Ready. Looking forward to welcoming not just the game, but the world. So thank you. Right. We're going to have you again sometime, Minister. Thanks very much to have you on the show. Any time. Right. Thank uh, Dr. Ford as well. We heard from Jimmy Adams, Director of Cricket. We also heard uh, from the legend, of course, Derek Murray. And we also heard, of course, from Junior Paul, the Minister of Education uh, and Sports there uh, in uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. And, of course, the very fiery fellow Wallace. I'm Andrew Mason. He's hoping for a better tomorrow. Good night. Good night to you again. We managed to have gotten back on contact with Boris Bombelis, who is going to remain at the end of the show. Good night. You are listening to The Cricket Show. Join us each Saturday morning from 9 until 12 noon to hear the Saturday morning entertainment episode. And on Sundays, from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to be a part of the Cricket Show. To join the show, call 1-515-605-9850. The number again is 1-515-605-9850. Enjoy the remainder. Good night. God bless you all.